That is a very short gospel passage of the three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Mark gives the most brief account of Jesus' 40 days of temptation in the desert, his own personal Lenten journey, which we try to emulate. Mark doesn't say much about this, like Matthew and Luke, but what he does say is, of course, excellent. Sometimes brevity is best. It gets straight to the heart of the matter. We hear this, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. He remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. That's it. No description of the temptations, no dialogue between Jesus and the evil one, just Jesus' desert journey and his victory over temptation. And then this curious line, he was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Angels above and beasts below. And Jesus, right there in the middle of it all. In Jesus' journey, we see this combination of the spiritual, the angels who are pure spirits, and the material, the wild beasts. Now, this is not an accident of the scriptures, this line. This is the inspired word of God. So in every line, there's, there's deep meaning. So not only in this journey of our Lord, or our journey in Lent, but in the very being of every person, we find this combination of the spiritual and the material. Every person is both soul and body. Every person, a combination of the spiritual and material. First, consider the spiritual. We are thinking and feeling and loving and creative and contemplative beings. We are capable of abstract thought and poetry and art. We can appreciate beauty and truth and goodness. We can revel in it. We can love. We can choose goodness. We are creative and we are contemplative. And we can become so lost in thought, so lost in prayer, that we'll be we almost lose our connection to the earth. We, we rise up to heaven. Our spiritual side is on full display. At the same time, we have bodies. Indeed, in union with our soul, we are bodies. It's not just that we are a soul that happens to have a body. We are a union of body and soul. Which is why the theological definition of death is that separation between body and soul. We are a union of the two. To be a human being is to be both soul and body. Now sometimes our bodies, the passions, get the better of us. We become hungry, tired, overcome with emotion. Sometimes our actions become dictated by our passions alone rather than the spiritual side of us. Now don't, don't, no, don't get me wrong, the body is good. We're not dualists who say body, bad, soul, good. That's all been done before. The ancient philosophers, philosophers have done it before. They've tried to focus almost entirely on the soul and then forgotten about the body. Plato thought of the soul as being trapped within a body. And that is not who we are. There was something missing in his philosophy. The fact that we are both soul and body. And his moral thought 
was limited. Sometimes we find that the body and its passions can overcome the the soul, the spiritual side of us. We are both body and soul. We must address that. We must be integrated in that way. You see, God has made us in this way. And in this way, we reflect God's glory. What does God say when he creates? Whenever he sees what he has created, he says, it is good. And then after the creation of man, he says, not only is it good, but it is very good. We are made in his image and likeness, and he has made us in this glorious way. It is our glory. And in the words of Bishop Barron, it is sometimes our agony. Because we feel this war within us. Much of human life is experienced as a struggle between the soul and the body, between our spiritual side and our drawn towards the material. Sin is this disintegration between these two parts of us, this battle between the two parts of us. When we sin, we find that we are actually wounding ourselves. When we sin, when we're not acting according to the way we are made, both soul and body together, we find that there's always a victim of a particular sin, even if it's something we do on our own, and that victim is us. It's self-wounding. We are disintegrating. If you think about maybe hard times you've been through or, or witnessed in others, you say that they're not really living, that, that, that their life is falling apart. Indeed, they're falling apart. We're falling apart when we hurt ourselves and we act in a contrary way, a way to our very being. We're living in this disintegrated way. Paul describes this struggle. He says, For I do not do the good I want, but I do the evil I do not want. That's the struggle between body and soul. So what are we to do? Now some, like the philosophers I've mentioned, and some of the spiritualists of our modern day, have said, well, yeah, just focus on the spirit. Don't worry about the body at all. For the most part, that's not our problem, brothers and sisters. We tend to go the opposite direction. Where we're so focused on the material, so focused on our passions, so focused on the needs and even the smallest wants, that little hit of dopamine every time we do what our body wants, that we forget about the spiritual life altogether. Materialism is the problem of our day, not so much spiritualism. In that way, when we live that way, we're not living according to the glory that God has made us for. We forget that we are contemplative beings. We forget that we are creative beings. We forget that we are beings made for love to go outside of ourselves. And things fall apart. I tell you what, brothers and sisters, Lent and the disciplines of Lent are for resolving this tension between soul and body. Bringing soul and body together as an integrated whole. These disciplines of prayer, fasting, and abstinence help us to be a complete person. Help us to live according to the image that God has imprinted on us, both soul and body. Help us to live as Christ lives. Remember, the Word became flesh. The Spirit, the one who orders all things, 
takes on our human flesh, becomes flesh, and dwelt among us. That is the great joy of the Christian life, that the Lord has come. He has been like us. He has taken humanity upon us, and he has redeemed our humanity. That we're not fallen just because we're in a body. The Lord has taken this on. If the body was bad, the Lord would not have taken it on. The Lord in himself, not just poetically in this gospel today, where he's with the angels serving him and he's with the wild beasts, but in his very person is an integration between soul and body. He shows us what can be. He shows us the glory of what being human can be. In the way he acts, in how he speaks, in what he does, and in his sacrifice for the sake of love. So in prayer, we find that we give a bit more attention to that spiritual side. We are not just a body. We're not just beasts that we are thinking and feeling and loving. And we have a particular, beautiful relationship with the Almighty God. We find in fasting that we curb those desires, which so often will kind of take over, curb the desires of the body, kind of put the body in its place. That discipline leads to great freedom. So we don't become slaves to the passion of the body, but those who can live a well-integrated life. And in abstinence, we give up good things for the sake of love, for the sake of charity. We live as the Lord lives. All of these contribute to this healthy rediscovery of this union between body and soul. With it, we live in an integrated way. Without it, we fall apart. We either focus too much on the spiritual, which is rare, or more likely, letting our body dictate all our actions, being materialists. There was a theologian recently who said, yeah, most Christians are just sort of quiet materialists. We let that materialism drive our actions rather than the Lord. We don't let the Spirit drive our actions. There's another beautiful line. The Spirit drove Jesus to the desert. Let the Spirit drive you to the desert as well, brothers and sisters. Let the Spirit of God act within you so that we don't live this disintegrated life. We live a life where we're truly human, both soul and body. We live complete lives. Jesus is the answer. In the person of Jesus Christ, we find that reconciliation between body and soul. A body which acts according to the Spirit, the Spirit of God, and truly lives. This Lent, let's begin the process with Jesus of truly living. Amen.